And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the boiling hot world and across America, we are Red Eye Radio. Stupid Republicans making it so hot in the <laughs> summer. They do that every year. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. Do, who was that? Hillary? Who said that? Who said that? Because, uh, was that Hillary or was that? No, somebody wrote that. No, somebody wrote, wrote a, yeah, a tongue in cheek article. I think at, at National. Oh, Review. that was at National Review. Okay, yeah, that it was, was something I okay, to that effect. All right, all right. What was it? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It, and they were referring to Hillary. It was uh, Noah Rothman. It's hot. Blame Republicans. <laughs> Got a big picture oh. of Hillary with her Hillary face on. Very quickly, before we get to the Devin Archer stuff here, mm-hmm. for people that are just uh, waking up, I thought this was interesting because we had mentioned him. Uh, Bjorn Lumberg uh, had a op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Now, for people that don't know, Bjorn Lumberg uh, is uh, a researcher who uh, believes that man is affecting man uh, because of global warming gases is affecting the atmosphere. He's not sure how much, yeah, but he believes it's happening. But We're having believe, some effect, but he having know some how. effect, right? But he believes that everything the left is doing is wrong. It's a complete opposite of what we should be doing. Yeah, and uh, he has an article: "Climate change hasn't set the world on fire." It turns out that the percentage of the globe that burns each year has been declining since two thousand one. One of the most common tropes in our increasingly alarmist climate debate is that global warming has set the world on fire, but it has not. For more than two decades, satellites have recorded fires across the planet's surface. The data (laughs) is solid. Since the early 2000s, when 3% of the world's land caught fire, the area burned annually has trended downward. Hmm. In 2022, the last year for which is complete data, The world hit a new record low of 2.2% burned area, yet you'll struggle to find that reported anywhere. Mm. Yeah. 
The Biden administration and the Times can paint a convincing picture of a fiery climate apocalypse because they selectively focus on the parts of the world that are on fire, not on the much larger area where fires are less prevalent. Take the Canadian wildfires this summer. While the complete data is not in for 2023, global tracking up uh, up to July 29th by the Global Wildlife Information System shows that more land has burned in the Americas than usual. Mm. But much of the rest of the world has seen much lower burning, Africa and especially Europe. Globally, the GWIS, the Global Wildfire Information System, shows that burned area is slightly below the average between 2012 and 2022. Mm. A period that already saw some of the lowest rates of burned area. The thick smoke from the Canadian fires that blanketed New York City and elsewhere was serious, but only part of the story. Across the world, fewer acres are burning each year, which has led to overall lower levels of smoke, which likely today prevents almost 100,000 infant deaths annually, according to a recent study by researchers at Stanford and Stockholm University. Likewise, while Australia's wildfires in 2019 and 2020 earned media headlines such as Apocalypse Now and Australia Burns, the satellite data shows this was a selective narrative. The burning was extraordinary in two states, but extremely small in the rest of the country. Since the early 2000s, when 8% of Australia caught fire, the area of the country torched each year has declined. The 2019-2020 fires scorched 4% of Australian land, and this year, the burn area will likely be even less. That doesn't stop the media from cherry-picking. They ran with the study from the World Wildlife Fund that found the 2019-2020 fires impacted, meaning took habitat or food items, or excuse me, habitat or food, from subjected to heat stress, killed or injured, among other things, 3 billion animals. But this study looked mostly at the two states with the highest burning, not the rest of Australia. Nationally, wildfires likely killed or harmed 6 billion animals in 2019-2020. That's near a record low Hmm. nationally. So they pick and choose. They'll take one area and say the most ever. In the other areas, it's a lot less. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... And to the point where overall in Australia, the continent and the country, mm-hmm. it was almost near record lows, even though in some areas it was near record highs. And the thing is, we just can't look at part of the equation. And You and I have talked about this over the last couple of weeks, especially with the climate hysteria out there. Yeah. We have said, okay, are they actually looking? What are they looking at? Okay, are they looking at, oh, they're cherry picking. They're picking this time to this time. But if you look overall over, you know, the last 150 years as uh, we did, well, no, you look at it and you say, no, the worst time was actually the 1930s. Yep. The heat index was way over what it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, embarrassingly wrong to claim, as climate scientist Michael Mann did recently, the climate policy is the only way to reduce fires, prescribe burning, improved zoning, and enhance land land management are much faster, more effective, and cheaper solutions for fires than climate policy. Environmental Protection Agency modeling 
showed that even with a drastic reduction in emissions, it would take 50 to 80 years before we'd see a small impact in the area burned in the U.S. Hmm. Well, there you go. Well, because it's not because of emissions. Right. Well, again, you know, this cherry-picking approach here by the left, uh, too, would still fear. It's summer. It's hot. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. And... Up north in areas, it's colder than normal. I was about to say, you were telling me what's going on in in Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo's cooler than normal. I just read that yesterday. What, a, a buddy of yours summer. said it was going to be, what What did he say, in the 50s? I know, it was, I mean, at night. I mean, At was, night, yeah, right, right. At, at night, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, 55 the other morning when he woke up. Now, what and typically he's, he's, would it get to at night, but, at, uh, late July, early August? Well, probably, uh, you, you would get into the... Um, Buffalo at its hottest would normally be you m- might get to ninety. Okay, you know they got to ninety. That's at a night. very hot day. They got at to 90, 91 the other day, and then it was oh. like seventy at night. Okay, but normal right. summer days, I would say probably if whatever normal is would be sixty three is a low and eighty two is a high. All with, right, with extreme humidity. Though. That's actually oh, okay. where the humidity at when it's seventy eight degrees feels like it's. 4,000 degrees yeah, out. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's right near Lake Erie. So, I mean, yeah, it yeah, can okay. get very humid there. Okay. But it, let's put it this way. I, I don't, look, I don't want to complain about Buffalo because all I have to say is humidity, Houston. Any other thing? Are we done? Oh, man, we, no. We have to go anywhere no. else. <laughs> no. We had, I went out yesterday and it was probably 100, 506. It was right before I went to yeah. sleep. I went yeah. out to check the yeah. mailbox. Yeah, yeah. And I walked out, and I'm like, it's not really bad. <laughs> no, I, it's funny. I told my wife the other day, I was walking across a very huge parking lot. It was, I, and I was walking out to the car. She had already gone out to the car ahead of me, and I'm walking out. And I'm like, dude, this was Sunday. And it was the same as 102, I think, 103. It's like, I'm actually liking the heat right now. I know people are throwing things yeah. at their radio right now, but I, I actually... The the older I get, and the, this just happens in life with a lot of people, 
the more I like the heat as opposed to the cold. Uh, my wife is the opposite. She always likes it cooler. I love uh, working in the yard when I have the time to take it slow and, and, and do that. But in the summer, I I just love being outside. So, And when you work these hours, that's that's what you yeah. want. You want more sun exposure. I, I kind of, this time of year, and since June 21st, we've been losing uh, daylight every every day, and that's how it works. And I don't like that part of it. I, I like to have more daylight. But Yeah, the humidity was, when I went out, I think it was like 21%. Yeah. So it was yeah. extremely yeah. low. Yeah. And so I went out to get the mail. I'm like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to the pool deck where the sun is hitting the brick. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> it's hitting the brick in the pool warm. and the pool deck. And I'm like, yeah. all right, now this is more oven-like here. <laughs> I got to get on my roof today because one of my attic vents, one of the solar attic vents, is, I don't know if it's working or not. I got to get up there and check it. Oh, uh, get up early. <laughs> I have to wait till the sun's up, obviously, because uh, that's when the, uh, the when the sun hits the panel, it'll kick in, and uh, I got. But I got to get up there. You know, what I like the most because you know, my, all our houses are brick mm. where I live, and so what I love is is, uh, and I haven't done it, but when the sun goes down, mm. and I go out and sit on the the deck. Mm. And you can feel the heat if you're like five feet away. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's it on my back? And it's the heat radiating off the bricks. Yeah. And you can feel it on your skin. That is the coolest feeling. And the other feeling that I like, especially when you get it like, and I have to do it once because it's such a it's such a unique feeling. Is when you have one of the hot days, like we're going to have. It's going to be depending where you are here. It's not going to be you know the hundred and I think what did they have yesterday and. Phoenix, 112 or 115 on yeah. on Sunday, 116 last week, 118, 119 a couple times last week. Mm-hmm. But we had like anywhere the next couple of days were between 105 and 108. The, yeah. Is right, what we're right. supposed to be here, depending on where you are in the uh, the Metroplex. But what I like is when it, the humidity is still low and you go out and the sun has set, but it's still like 100 degrees. Yeah. And you go out and it's and it's the dry heat. And you sit out there, and it's like the heat encompasses. It's like almost like a blanket on your body. Yeah. It's the weirdest feeling, but I love doing it like once or twice a year going out. You just sit there, and you're like, "No, I okay, it's yeah, not uncomfortable, no, but it's yeah. it's almost like you're 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 yeah. being slow baked." Yeah. But it's it's night out, so I mean, there's no sun. Right. The sun can the the sun was killer in the morning. I walked out to the front yard yesterday and went. Oh. Yeah, but uh, uh, the Phoenix forecast looks crazy. Uh, so they'll, it looks like today, according to weather.com, 107, 109 tomorrow. Then this weekend, Friday, 114. The same for Saturday, 115 on Sunday. Oh, so they're having a, a little in Phoenix, little cold front move in. Yeah, cooling down a bit. You guys be careful with that cooler weather. Yeah, sorry. that's that's sorry. Uh, that's crazy. I have been in Vegas. When it was 114 and we were walking, we were there for a convention. So I'm walking with a group just a few blocks. But they repave the roads. I'm pretty sure it's daily in Vegas. (laughs) So it's, it's it's a new blacktop and we're walking along the street. 
and just the radiation. For, and it was 115 degrees in the afternoon. We're walking to a restaurant a couple blocks away, two, three blocks away. And man, oof, you want to have some, you want to have plenty of sunblock on or one of those sun umbrellas if you can get it. Uh, or I'm a not, car. I, I, had, I had to look it up. <laughs> but when I first moved here, because mm-hmm. I, I knew it was like the Labor Day weekend. So it was September 4th. Mm-hmm. of uh 2000 when i first moved here and mm-hmm. uh it they they say the temperature the official temperature was 110 mm-hmm. but where we were it was 112 yeah and we played we decided to play golf mm-hmm. not wow. on the cart yeah not on the electric or gas cart but we took i took a pull cart where you pull it behind you oh we got to the 15th hole and we're the furthest away from the Clubhouse. The, the clubhouse as you can be. Mm. And I just said, you're done. I'm done. I can't do yeah. it. And the, yeah. we walked through the woods in order to get, yeah. and it was uphill. Oh, man. I'll never forget that. And oh. I just said, never again. Never again. Yeah. Like, how stupid were we? And we could have no. taken, we could have taken a golf cart. One time. That was, that was a bad decision that day. I, if I do any, uh, exercise in the neighborhood where I'm going to adventure out uh, and not be close to the house. It's usually the morning or the evening. And when I was running every day, it was always, almost always in the dark in the evening. Well, one Saturday, I went out for a run. It was 98 degrees. And about three miles in, I was not hydrated enough I, it was stupid, but I could feel my heart rate, you know, rapidly rising. And thank goodness I was only a few, uh, about three blocks from the house. I went straight home, laid down, cooled down, and drank as much water as I could possibly drink. And I thought to myself, that was stupid <laughs> as it gets. That's just stupid. I knew better than that. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least at least Phoenix getting a little break. Only 109 today. Yeah, 107 <laughs> today, 109 oh, tomorrow. 107. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, be we careful. may beat we may beat that today. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> 86690 red eye. Back in March, Agriculture Secretary Tom Bilsack announced the first projects to be funded under the Community Wildfire Defense Grant Program, a program designed to better manage our national treasure, mitigate the risk of catastrophic wildfires, and protect life and property. Last year, grants totaling $197 million went out to help fund 99 projects along those lines. This week, Secretary Vilsack says USDA is accepting once again grant and project proposals from communities, tribes, and others for year two of the Community Wildfire Defense Grant Program. Vilsack made the announcement in Portland, Oregon Monday. He said the Agriculture Department this time is allocating up to $250 million for proposed projects to reduce the risk of wildfires. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Just had to do it just for the heck of it. Okay. Because why? Well, I've got nothing else going on in my life. Yeah, right? why so, not? Yeah. Uh, the highest temperature ever in the, the Dallas area. All right. Was in? Uh, twice. Uh, and this is from 1914 on. Okay. 112 degrees, July 22nd, uh, 2018, uh, June 27th, 1980. That's uh, when I was, uh, I've talked about it before. I was not far from the Metroplex, about a little over an hour away, at my uh, grandmother's. And I was earning some money. I was standing there for a week, and I was earning some money in the peach orchard. And every day out there, it was west of here, and out there it was getting to 115, 116. You mentioned the radiant heat coming off the brick. Mm -hmm. They had the... uh, the sighting, and my grandfather was out there when I came home, and we didn't work past like 11 a.m. or noon because it was too hot. And every day when I came home, my grandfather was out there watering the roof and the siding to cool it down. I, the home was built in, I don't know, 1915, 1920, somewhere in there. So... It was not modern sighting. Asbestos sighting is what they had and uh, would heat up. There were no trees on the west side of that house. None. <laughs> Man. And that's where the swamp cooler was, by the way. We had a swamp cooler, no air conditioner. And you would camp out in front of that swamp cooler if you went inside. Or you sat on the porch with... Uh, with a handheld fan and some iced tea. Okay, so the hottest temperature in Phoenix ever. Yeah. 122. Oh. June 26, 1990. Wow. 5 hours a night and still not enough. Listen to our podcast available on the app and on our website rediradioshow.com. And he is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. All right, the football quote of the day. Okay. To Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. You know, he put out the video, Nike put out the video last week. Mm. And all this that uh, you know, it's basically pushing that it's time for Kaepernick to come back again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terrence Garvin, who was a linebacker in the NFL from 2013 to 2018 and played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Washington Redskins, Seattle Seahawks, and San Francisco 49ers, said on the podcast this week, the senior prom was like six years ago, bro. It's over. It's <laughs> over, bro. You're still trying to be the prom queen. It's a wrap. It's over, bro. <laughs> Prom queen. I love it. I'm still pretty. <laughs> now, actually, something that is worth mentioning in the NFL. That Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. Uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin, who everybody yeah. remembers it from yeah. last year, or the, the Buffalo Bills who, you think about it, you know, his heart stopped. It was, yeah. you know, if he hadn't been treated, he would have died. Yeah. You know, on the field uh, last year. Put on pads and practiced yesterday for the Bills. He has a, he's got, you know, full clearance to play. Full. Crazy. That's crazy. And I watched the press conference that he had yesterday. That is, and that is crazy. And, and they asked him, they said, well, when do you think life is going to get back to normal? He just looked, he started laughing. He said, never. Yeah. Never. And he said, he actually said a great thing. He said, you know, you, he said, I always wanted to be more, you know, I always wanted to be, you know, more than just football. And, you know, you wanted to, you want, you, I always in my mind wanted to be bigger than me, you know, like accomplish something outside of football and even outside of just, you know, being yourself. What could I, and he said, I was given the gift and the gift is what happened. And now I can go out and he's doing CPR training all over the country. Wow. He's like become that symbol in his foundation. I love that. For CPR. See, because this is what, this is what I can do. And he said, so, um, I love such a, and he is a kid. He's was only 22, 23. I know. I know. Yeah. I, can, I can say that now at my age, can't Yeah. Hey, he's a kid. He's kids today. <laughs> hey, he's kids today. <laughs> they don't understand how good they've got. Well, you know what's funny is that we joke about how in the early days of the NFL, you know, the guys would get hit hard. The, they didn't have the, the, the same equipment or whatever. And then they would joke about, uh, you know, uh, some of the, 60s and 70s football players, NFL players that, oh, no, they would just tape their finger back on and get back on the field. I got two words for any of those. And they were jokes, but basically making the point that, look, they didn't stop the game for if they if their finger went the opposite direction of normal. <laughs> well, Damar Hamlin yeah. is... Yeah. Getting back to it today, he's going to practice. Now, what do they think? I mean, he's just going to get out there and work with the team? No, they, they, he's fully cleared to go. He's cleared 100% to go. 100% cleared to go right. from, from like, I don't know, he's got a number of doctors. Yeah. And it's just not yeah. the team doctors. It's like the team was like, no, 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 you need to get... <laughs> you need to get a second opinion, a third opinion, a fourth opinion, a fifth opinion, a sixth opinion. Uh, you know, liability. Yeah, sure. What I wonder is, what did they do? Because remember, everybody thought he'd never play again. Oh yeah, right. I thought he was done. It's like you can't, well, ever, you can't yeah. come, you can't. Whatever it is, you survive. You can't come back from it. Right. So they paid him his full contract off. Well, he's still playing with them. <laughs> did, did, did they? Did they sit and say, "Well, you know how we gave you the money? I, uh, we're going to give." You... <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I did, I missed that. Part. Yeah, they paid. They they paid his full whatever his contract was. They got, I think they would, an exemption from the NFL. And uh, Terry Pagula just, you know, paid the whole, just said, boom, you know, here, you know, you, you, you take the entire contract. How long is his current contract? I don't know. It's probably a three-year deal. It's probably right. where, it, it, it's, I mean, again, he's a, uh, you know, he's not like a, a veteran player. Right. Probably right, right. was, uh, I'm going to guess like four million bucks. Okay. For what was left yeah. on his, you know, in his contract. So they mm. just said. You, you take it. So I don't know if they I, – I haven't heard anything. Nobody's ever talked about well, that. I, I, I think that would probably be insensitive well, to now, talk about that. Okay, so – Some would view that. 
I'm guessing, and I again, I didn't hear this part either, because the greatest concern was whether or not he was going to live. Oh, of course, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And then beyond that, whether or not he could just get back to a normal life, even before we think about getting back on the field, right? But I didn't, so I missed this part too. There had the back and forth between Pagula and, and, or the team, you know, and, right, that's the owner, and, and him on, look, it's your decision whether to come back or not. I mean, that's, that's an unprecedented thing. Right, I mean, I don't know of any. No, other, I, that this is never. I don't believe this has ever happened. In where the professionals where the player could come, right? Maybe had, in, had the choice of whether or not they come back. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, I mean there have it's, been bad it's, situations, it's, it's, and the and player I, never comes and, back. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know of what went on day to day, and I yeah. don't think anybody else does. But there he is, and he's fully cleared, and you know, I, I think that. Uh, It'd be interesting because they 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 put on the pad yesterday, and he said that was yeah. And he he said it's interesting. He said everything's changed. He said you yeah. Put, you your put perspective. On, your he goes. You just you put on your shoulder pads. Yeah. It's like I'm putting on my shoulder pads. Right. I'm putting on my jersey. Right. And you know I'm putting in my mouthpiece. I'm putting on my helmet. He goes. Each thing that you do every day, there's a new appreciation of just those simple things that you never think mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Just putting on your equipment to go out there. He goes. You're just everything is something that you right. that you uh, are much you you realize those moments and yeah. what they mean. It's not just getting ready to do it. It's like wow, is, this was all supposed to be gone, and you know I should be dead. Yeah, and right. and you know n- and never thought of playing football again because he went through. It was probably a couple of months. Maybe, maybe I don't can't I don't remember the exact timeline, but I remember when they gave him when the doctor said he's clear. And they had a number of doctors said he is clear to go. Mm. There is nothing this, you know, it was basically the hit at that timing when the heart was going that wow. Uh, wow. that just hit at that right moment that if it's get hit at that right moment in the middle of that uh, beat with one in a million people, your heart stops. No damage, no heart damage, nothing. It's fine to go. Is there... Has there been any talk, because we talked early on, there could be consideration for changing uh, the equipment, the no. protection, and I, I, I haven't, I haven't heard, heard any of that. I haven't, no. t- paying I haven't heard any, so. any of that whatsoever. Yeah. So. But, but uh, yeah, it, there was... I, I've always said that if they put helmet and pads on me and put me on that field with these athletes, I'd be the fastest player for one play because <laughs> I would be so afraid of getting it. But I do, I I do wonder because on the field now it is going to be about strategy. It is all right. Do I do anything differently? Is there anything? And I, I would, I would probably by now you probably come to you do what you're trained to do, yeah, and what you've done all this time that got you to the NFL. He was that asked, was one of that was that, that that was a that was a. a an anomaly of an incident, yeah. he, according he, to his yeah, doctors. He, he was asked that question. He said, absolutely not. He said, you may think about it before. He goes, you never think about it out there, and you cannot play that way. Because you can't. That's when you get hurt. Yeah, when you flinch, when, you he goes, can't. When, when you, when you yep. are focused on the fact, I'm going to do something different because 
I want to protect something. He goes, that's when you get hurt. He goes, so that's the yeah. last thing right. on his mind. So, But that's that's really good. I'm glad to uh, see that. That's great. And, and um, finally here on the whole Devin Archer thing, and we spent, uh, if you want to hear it uh, when our podcast comes up, you can listen to it in <laughs> a, a lot of uh, of lot of detail. But one of the things you and I said about the Devin Archer testimony yesterday, um, Hunter Biden's uh, former uh, business partner, was the fact, and we knew it was going to happen, where people like to encapsulate what's happening on that day, and we live in the bubble of today, and it's like, all right, this is impeachment. Oh, there's nothing there. Hmm. No. What it was in that one day was, again, bad for the Bidens, bad for Joe Biden, and it moved it in the direction and continued moving in the direction uh, of real bad stuff for Joe Biden. That's where it's going. Uh, the defense from uh, uh, really uh, uh, Representative Goldman was mm. pretty useless. He couldn't even, well, what do you think about this? Well, uh, I don't know what the president said here, but what I think, and it's like, no, sorry, uh, you can't, you you just, you can't do that. It was bad. Uh, he, there is no reason that if you're talking to, again, as Jonathan Turley put it, very corrupt people that you call your father, who's the vice president, just to say hi. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those things aren't done. Michael Reagan said it. Eight years my father was president. You think I ever was with anybody I was doing business with and called my father to get on the phone with them? Democrats would have been all over my father and all over me if we did that. He goes, that's not done. Well, that's and, – and first and foremost, I'd be thinking, my gosh, what, what would my dad say if I asked him to do that? Right. You know, I mean, you you know the, what the clear boundaries are. You should. But as things get worse for the Democrats, they keep gaslighting more. Oh, see, it showed nothing happened. No, it shows just the it shows just the opposite. But the biggest problem and I think the biggest problem, this has to be recognized because all of this is a political process. It's not it's not a criminal justice process right. here at the moment. Right. Uh, you know, uh that is that is already majorly flawed in this country right now. Yeah. That process, right, right. if you've seen what the the Justice Department has done lately, but the biggest problem here is right there. The latest poll: sixty percent say Joe Biden covering up is covering up his involvement in the family deals. And the worst part of it is because uh, sixty percent of voters believe President Biden is working to cover up his involvement in his family business dealings with foreign a- adversaries. But specifically, 60% said they believe Joe Biden has been part of an illegal cover-up to hide his involvement in his son's foreign business deals. That's the way the question was asked. Huh. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a massive number. That's a, that's a huge problem because we still everybody's living in the bubble the media is living in the bubble of today especially the mainstream media mm-hmm. oh this thing as if the only thing that the republicans have or the only evidence that exists was devin archer yesterday and right. the whole everything's yeah. being judged absolutely on devin archer I mean, you can't do that yeah. you have to look at the laptop yep the whistleblowers yep the 1020 the 1023 yep uh the the uh uh and uh and the money trail which is the suspicious activity reports, which now we believe there's, from what Comer said on Sunday, and doing the addition, we believe either between between 170 and 200 <clears throat> suspicious activity reports, which means banks flagged 
uh, bank accounts and money flowing through certain bank accounts. Mm-hmm. And the reason the banks do that, it's required to do it because you're looking for money laundering and you wish to report it because you don't want to be accused of being part of the money laundering, you as the bank. Right. And so that's a huge problem, and that's probably where this is all going to be decided. That will be the ultimate nail uh, in the, and I'll say not criminal justice, but it may be the criminal justice uh, side of it, but the political side of it, the political coffin. Yeah. And so we'll see where it goes over the next month. I don't know. Nothing really on tap this week. Uh, Congress is out of session for a while, and we'll see what we'll see what happens. But it was not a good day for the Bidens. No, it wasn't. It keeps closing in on them, and yeah. there's there's really no hope of that direction reversing. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. I'm really interested to see what happens over the next week or whether things just go quiet for the entire month of August. I mean, is it, is everything going to go quiet now on yeah, the I whole wonder. Hunter Biden? I wonder. I whole wonder. Hunter Biden thing. I mean, yeah. it's... Well, and it, is, the, is the... I wondered this yesterday. Is the GOP putting together basically the case, and they're discussing... Clearly, the Speaker of the House is uh, Kevin McCarthy is discussing. He's brought it up, the idea of an impeachment inquiry. Are they putting everything together and then in the timing, you know, just September, whenever, October, as they get this together and they get back from, you know, their their August break. And then they start to move closer to that. Uh, I don't know. Question is. The money trail, how much do they have right now available to them? And how soon can they move on that? Comer has said there's a lot of the SAR stuff we can't share. So I'm guessing they're trying to learn as much as possible uh, so that they can use as much as possible during an impeachment process. But some of that they can't divulge right now. How much of that might change? This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.